Everybody should know that there's a yisod. There's a, there's a simple premise in, in life. It can't be that a Russia should get up and make zeros against Yiddin. Unless Klai Yisrael did something wrong beforehand. There's no such thing as a Hitler Yemachshuva or some other Russia getting up and harming Klai Yisrael unless there was a Psach Bashamayim for that to happen. Can't be. So in order for something like that to happen, there has to be something wrong that we did. So by Purim, there was a Zayr of Homon to wipe out Klaus or Rachmon of Islam. So the Gemara asks, if Nei Man is Chayvu, say Neim Shal Yisrael, Chloe, why was Klaus Yisrael for Chloe to be wiped out? So the Gemara has to root him. Hanukkah, we have no Gemaras on it. We have no real Gemaras explaining what happened. Like in the Kosev, we don't have a Megillah. Like Megillah Zesta. So by Chanukah, there's a puzzle here. What exactly did Klai Yisrael do wrong that the Gzeva of Antiecha should come against them? And basically, the only place that we find an answer to that question is, is in the Bach on the tour. And he says a couple of words. He says, the reason why the Gzeva of Antiecha came was because Nisrashlu Bavidosu. What does Nisrashlu Bavidosu mean? Klai Yisrael at that time were lax in the service to the Hebishter. What exactly? How? State, state, not Tzweva. Two words. Nisrashlu Bavidosu. Klai Yisrael was lax. Everybody knows there's a there's a famous shtickle from Rabbi Chon and Rassim and Zechat Tzadik Lebrocha on why by Hanukkah did they go to war? Why by Purim didn't they go to war? Everything was Beloch HaKadosh. Purim they understand they shouldn't go to war and by Hanukkah they understood they should go to war. What's it a chilek? Rabbi Chon and Rassim and Zechat explaining the following. The kids are. There are two types of Zechat against Claudius Yisrael. There's sometimes a Gzeira that he calls the Gzeira from the Rebishter. The Gzeira directly from the Rebishter. Directly. And then there's a Gzeira that the Rebishter gives Rishus to the Sotan, to the Sidracha, to the Malachamovis, to the Koycha Satum of the world, to the Yitzhahora, to make Gzeiras upon Claudius Yisrael. Those Gzeiras are usually in the form of shmat. Shmat. The Yitzhahora, Sotan, the Malachamovitz, is interested in getting us to go away from Yiddishkeit. That's his job. The Gzeiris that come directly from the Rebishter, those Gzeiris are usually Gzeiris of Kloyer Achman of Gzeiris where the Rebishter brings a Shliach Havishkuchum Yeshlam Hokev, and there's a gzeir of wiping out Klai Yisrael. And he explains when it comes to gzeir of Kloya Rachman of the Stan, fighting will not help. What the Rebbe wants is that we should be. It's true, it's real, it's local, it's very 
Lech Knesses Kola Yehudim, Tzumolai, they fasted three days, they were Mavat al Seder. The Rebishter wants them as all Mispalzai and Tonshuva, and that's how you Mavat al Xerah Homa. The Xerah of Antiochus was a Xerah of Shmad. Shmad is not enough to do what they did by Purim, you have to be Moisa Nefesh. So the Hashemiroyim went and 13 people started off with, 13 people, Rashi says, and went against tens of thousands of the most modern army in the history of the world at that time. The Rebishter wants to see us Nefesh, to say Stazei. Klal Yisrael was lax in Avedis Hashem. How do we break that Gezeira? Mesiras Nefesh. You have to have Mesiras Nefesh in order to break that Gezeira. The vast majority of Klai Yisrael in the days of Hanukkah did not have anything to do with breaking the Gezeira. I told him, Gans Klai Yisrael, Leich, Kenois, Kalai Yehudim, Gans Klai Yisrael was involved in fasting, doing shuva, trying to break the Gezeira. By Hanukkah, it was the Miyuta, the Miyuta of Klai Yisrael that was involved in breaking the Gezeira. The vast majority were not involved. First of all, you couldn't even gather Klai Yisrael together in the days of Hanukkah because you weren't allowed to have any, any groups of Jews congregating together because it, it would be a, a, a crime, it would be chayshet that you or other things. So the Hechatimta of Lech Kenoises Kalai Yudim didn't exist by Hanukkah. So it was the Mesiras Nefesh of the few that broke the Gzeir of Antiochus. That's why the Bnei Yisrochah explains the chilek between the grabber and the dreidel. The grabber you hold on the bottom and it makes the top of it move. The dreidel you hold on top and the bottom spins. Zokter by Purim, there was a Yisavusa, the Lesato, Kaisel, the Tshuva, Ahecha Madrega. They were able to break the Gzeda. They caused the Yisavus Vashamayim to break the Gzeda of by, by Hanukkah it wasn't that way. By Hanukkah it was only a muta de muta. Thanks to the muta de muta that had Mesiras Nefesh, the Rebish brought about the Yisavus Vashamayim. And the male, the Gzeva the, 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 the from Antiochus became Bolo. When, when, when Rabbi Hanan wrote this mime, basically, about Hanukkah and Purim, he said that we live, he wrote it, let's say, 60 years ago, 65 years ago. There exist two countries in our time that basically are making similar Gzeva's of Pankhaisro. Russia and Germany. And he said, in the name of the Chofetz Chaim, that when the communists overthrew, or when the Tsar was overthrown, and the communists Stelgerberg, Jewish communist, Yevsekis, that went around missionary work to try to get Kleisel away from, from the Teva, from Mitzvahs. So we should have done what we did in Hanukkah time. We should have gone to war. We should have gone to war. Well, that's what the Rebishter wants, Mesiras Nefesh. The Rebishter wants Mesiras Nefesh to break a day of Shemad. Well, we didn't have anyone to lead us in battle, so we didn't. But Lemaise, whenever there's Shemad, the only way to break it is Mesiras Nefesh. Now, how did the Shemad come about? Shemad comes about 
like the Bach says, because we're lax in Avedis Hashem. When you're lax in Avedis Hashem, the Rebbe brings about a Gzera of Shmat. The Maizim, the Gzera of Hitler Yemachshemoy, which was a Gzera of Kloya, it took a great toll on Christ, so six million Yidden were destroyed. The Gzera of Russia also took a great toll. There were three million Yidden in Russia. And with the time, Baruch Hashem, it became Bokl. How did it become Bokl? It became Bokl because of Mesiras Nefesh. Now, I'll tell you a or too about the Mesiras Nefesh that existed in Russia then. And what Megaya us? In Tavshin Lamed Hay, I heard from a Rav the following Maizah. That's around 1975. This rub is the rub of, uh, of the largest shul in the world, or, or in the United States, a place in Memphis, Tennessee. There's a big shul, the Baron Hirsch Shul, Baron Hirsch Synagogue. It's the biggest shul as far as the building, whatever it's uh, the physical structure. Well, I'll call upon him. He got permission to visit Russia in 1975. It wasn't so easy. They didn't give such such, such permission as they so easily. But Lamaisi, he got the shoes to go visit Russia. When it became known that he's going to visit Russia in the summer, one of his balabatim came over to him and he asked him to do him a favor. He says, I have a brother in Russia that I haven't had any contact with for 10 years. You're going to, to Moscow? Please do me a favor and look up my brother to see if he's alive, if he's not alive, what's happening with him, and why did he stop writing me for the last 10 years? I'm extremely concerned. Chef Darabas Maskim will try to find time to visit this guy's brother. He goes to Russia. And uh, he took off one day to take care of this shlichus. He goes to the address that the brother gave him. The brother gave him the last postcard that his brother in Russia wrote him. And on there, there was the name and the address. So he went to the address where the postcard stated is his address. And he found it some kind of a project of low-income workers and he went to the exact address that's on the postcard and knocked on the door, and no one answers. Check. He wasted time to get there. He has no way to answer the brother on what's happening with his brother, so he was a little bit dejected. He didn't want to just leave because no one answers the door, so he took a chance and went to a neighbor. The neighbor's entrance and this entrance were not facing each other so that when you walked into this house, the neighbor didn't see you walking in. But the entrance was a little bit around the, around, around the park. He goes to the neighbor's apartment and knocks on the door. He took a chance. He didn't know Russian. He took a chance and spoke Yiddish. And he asked the lady that came to the door if she knows what's doing next door with the neighbor. So she says that she hasn't seen them for the last year or two. But she knows for sure that they're there because she hears sometimes movement in the apartment. But the mice says she hasn't seen them lately. 
So he, he had nothing to come back to the brother with. He's a little bit dipsed down. He took, he took off time from his uh, itinerary in Russia, valuable time, and Otnish was to answer it. So he was a little bit dejected. He's going, going, he walks on the street, it's a summer day, and he sees a guy across the street with a cap and long sideburns. And it's the it's summer, in the summer, a guy doesn't wear a cap. Why should a guy wear a cap in the summer? So he took a chance, and he went over to him and asked him in Yiddish if he knows this and this person. The guy was not was very reluctant to speak to him. There's only spies over there in those days. And he, and he kept on walking, and he says, what do you want to know for? Well, this is in Yiddish. And uh, he says, I'm looking up, I want to find this person because I have a shlichus from his brother in America. So this guy says, what shlichus do you have to the brother in America? So he says, I'm, I'm, I'm the rub of the shul where the brother of this person dies. So he said, you're a shaper. Where's your beard? You have no beard, he's a clean shaven rabbi. So he didn't want to believe him. So he said, that's the Magus Hamadina in America, there's a rabbonim in America that have no beard, I'm one of them, and he believe me, I'm the robe of the shul. He didn't want to believe him, so let's pray. He took out, takes out the postcard, which was the last postcard that the brother sent 10 years ago, and he said, the, the way I have this postcard is because the brother gave it to me. Also, what, what am I doing with the postcard? What I'm saying is true. So it's McLean that what I'm saying is true. The kid said his man finally understands that it must be true, so he says, follow me, but you have to swear that whatever you see, you'll not say to anyone. You'll swear, you can come with me. If you don't swear, you can't come with me. Shit. That's greater. He swears, shit, whatever he says. Shit, whatever he says. He says, you have to follow me, you have to walk slowly, you have to walk in a, in a more of a tiptoe type of walk, and you can't speak above a whisper from the time that you walk into the apartment. Sure. He says, I'm the brother, and until, until, until uh, we get inside, I don't want you to speak to me now. Sure, they walk into the apartment, and there's a lady there. Obviously, when he was knocking on the door, this robe was knocking on the door, there was a lady there, but she didn't answer the door. Comes into the apartment, that he was knocking on the door before, and it's basically darkish. There's no open blinds, no open drapes, it's dark. The lady that came to the door was extremely white. I say she was like a ghost-like type of complexion, very white. Like someone that didn't see the sunshine for a long time. So he was a lot of, you know, it's Russia, there's the, the, the secret police and the KGB and so he was a little bit, what he called, inside, but outwardly he made believe nothing stares him. So he sits down at the table with the lady and the man, the husband and the wife, and he says, your brother in America is very concerned about your welfare, and he wants to know why didn't you write him for the last 10 years? So the brother asks, how's my brother doing, how's he feeling, and Isaiah, and Isaiah, all this is in a whisper. While he's talking to them, the drapes behind the husband and the wife start moving. Start moving in the middle of the conversation, the drapes are moving. So he heard this from ISIS, Russia, 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 Russia,
He tries to make believe that it doesn't affect him, else is fine, but for states of inside, his stomach is getting queasy. He tried to keep a normal conversation while those drapes are still moving, which was hard. All of a sudden, he hears behind the drapes a voice, Tati, can it come Oh, this is in a whisper. And the pastor says, yes. And lo and behold, the kid of nine years old comes out of the drapes with a talus cotton and payas, with a smile that was like from the Atlantic to the Pacific. That's how this wrote and described his smile. face on this kid. So the rabbi is a rabbi, so he wants to make some small talk with the with the child. So he asks him in Yiddish, which school do you go? So the kid answers, I don't go to school. Everything in Yiddish. In, in Russia, if you don't send your kid to school, that's capital punishment. So he was taken aback from it, but uh, he kept quiet, and he made believe nothing affects him. So he asks him, do you have a lot of friends? He says, I have no friends. You don't go to school, you have no friends. Who teaches you? He says, my father teaches me Lamude Kaidesh. My mother teaches me Lamude Chol. He was a little bit uh, perplexed at what's going on here. And the, the husband, the brother, is the father of this kid sees that the road is getting a little bit uh, nervous. So he explains to him the following. Ten years ago, his wife became pregnant. Ten years ago. He was afraid that when he's writing the letter to his brother or to anyone else, he might mention some kind of remez that his wife is pregnant or his wife is about to have a child. He didn't want the birth of this child to be known to anyone. Because he and his wife made up that if they're going to have a child in Russia, they can't let the government know that this child exists. Because in Russia, you must send your kids to public school. And in public school, they preach there's no English. And they don't want to have a child if that's what they're going to have to do, send a kid to public school. So they made up together a plan that this child's existence will not be known by anyone. The kid was born in that room. He's nine years old. He has never had a meal yet. Cold man, the kid was a little kid. The kid cried, so the may will know that there's a baby here. The radio was on 24 hours. 24 hours a day, there was a, a radio playing music or whatever it was to drown out any sound of this child. When the child got older and the child was able to understand, there was no need for it anymore because the child was trained not to speak anything above a whisper. The kid never went out of the room. And, and he was gewaldic for sympathy to see a stranger here. A stranger, not only a stranger, a stranger from America. You heard about America. And and they're trying, the brother says, we're trying as much as possible to get a visa to leave the country. And once we get it, we'll try to figure out what will happen then. How are we going to get him out? How can we hide his identity? That'll come and we'll throw that bridge when we get there. And the mayor tells my brother, he says, everything is fine. 
But please, you can't say anything of what you know. You'll make up whatever you want to make up to, to explain why we can't write. But for my sir, that's the story. The states of this road was always mentioned from the miser. He walked out of the house and he cried. Mommy, she tried to hide in the street. He cried like a baby. He said, give up hope. He said, in America, a yeshiva gopher, if, if the eggs are not perfectly hard in the morning, or if the bed is not perfect, or if the place was the bread, the bed, the bathroom facilities, whatever the case may be, is not perfect, but I got the tumult. You can't finish love. Here's a family where if they're mamish moist and nefesh, what's this moist and nefesh? Moist and nefesh, nish can Every second of their life, they're under the chash that they might be found out and be put to death. Capital punishment, what they did. And, 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 and so this kind of grace that me the Chachomen, so this kind of Tochta, from a grace of a Shiva, so this kind of Rav, so this kind of grace of Tzadik, is a Poshta Yidin, was a Moisa Nefesh for Yiddishkeit. And these are the people that broke the Gzeel of the Communists. The, the Gzeel of the Communists was not broken because of the United Nations or, or protests or no Chazoch of the break of Zeva of Shemad that Eivishter wants Mesiras Nefesh. If we couldn't fight physically, like the Prophet Chaim said, we needed at least this kind of Mesiras Nefesh. When I said this, my soul with the Rav Shalom, Shvadron Zechon of the Bracha, he said, I'll tell you two other Maises. For Shaykh of this Maises was better. But the Maises, I'll tell you the other two Maises. He said, to show that that's what's going on in Russia, that's what we're going to break the Zeva of the Communists. He said there was a brismila in Russia. And they, they couldn't make the brismila when the kid was born. They had to wait until it was two years old, until they can get ten people together and a moil without being uh, suspicious to the authorities. And they made a brismila. So the brismila took place when the kid was two years old. Sure. Right after the brismila, they brought the baby to the mother, who was in the next room. And right after the mother got the baby, they heard a thud on the floor. Someone fell on the floor. They rushed to the next door, next to the next room. They found the mother fainting. They got some water, revived her, and asked her if she needs an ambulance, she needs a doctor, she needs a hospital. What's wrong? She says, I'm fine. She says the following. She says, from the time that the baby was born until now, so I knew that there's not going to be no Chris Miller so fast. And the male of the kid is an oval. So it's a chumar, but it's a legenomen. They don't say in Shofanar of anything what she did, but the Maisik, that was my heritage. The kid is an oval. The kid is a Pshashegit. The kid is Nishkan Kokoshereyid. If I better see them before a Chris Miller, before a Chris Miller, the first seven days until the eighth day, they call the baby, they don't say it, they call him Shayeg Yetzel. What's a shy getzel? A shay getzel. Shy getzel. A clean shay getzel. You understand? She knew that this kid is not going to have a bliss meal on the eighth day. So she held back from kissing her son for two years. Until the child was gemalot. When the kid was finally gemalot just now, she kissed him for the first time. And out of interrogation, she, she, she fainted. Then he told me, another little mice, I'm just telling you, fair little mice, but I want to get to the point. He says there was a general, a 
in the Russian army, from the high hierarchy in the communist army, who interrogated a royal in Russia for hours and hours and hours trying to get the royal to admit that he's a royal. And he denied it, denied it, denied it, and got a royal, they got some coffin back and forth and forth and back, until this general broke down and he started crying to this royal. He says, I'm a yid, and I had a child, and I'm looking for a royal. And the reason why I'm interrogating you is because I need you, I want you to be murdered to be that you're a royal, and I need you to make a release of your So the royal finally admitted, he saw that his cries gave trail for them, and he believed them. And he said, fine, make a bliss meal. And how should we do it? So the general said, you can't just walk in and make a bliss meal here in Russia. What you have to do is on this and this day, we'll plan it out. You'll come into the army barracks with your hands up, as if you're surrendering and you're a criminal. They'll immediately bring you to me. I'm the commanding officer. I will interrogate you for a certain amount of time. And then I'm going to say that I have to take you for further interrogation somewhere else. That's somewhere else. There'll be nine other people waiting, eight other people waiting. And we'll make the police miller. That's how they make the police miller. And who was there? Who were the other eight people? All officers in the communist, in the Russian army. Yidden. The half of the Yidden. That will make an effort. If they, if they would have gotten caught, which they, they would have been put to death. And when they said to shame Shalifnas Lebris, can he punish the favor of the Pupil of Mashtavim, that the father of the child gave a crest? And he said, Boss, what what says he punish the favor of the Pupil of Mashtavim? I don't see it. I can't foresee it. But what should I do with the neighbors who gave me a child? I have a fear to be Malam. I was Malam. The rest I can't understand how it's going to happen. But these little Maisalas is what broke the Gzeb of Shemak. Now what's Negeiros? What's Negeiros is the following. We live in a time that's much worse than any time in the history of the world. And the problem is that no one realizes it. At least in the days of, 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 of uh, Matisio, the days of the Xeros of Antiochus, he say in our Nisim, the Ato Brahamecho Varavim on Matisolohem Be'es the Mephoshim explained, what is Tzorosah? What is Tzorosah? Tzorosah implies that the Yidin understood that the Gzeva of Shmat is their personal Tzorosah. It's a problem. They were marked that the Gzeva of Shmat, they didn't just say, if I can't do the mitzvahs, don't bother me and I couldn't talk. They understood that those is Zeva Tzorosah, only got in left that they weren't able to be Mekayim the Mitzvahs. Today we live in a time where for sure Kalvachoyma ben Benoish or Kalvachoyma many times over we are very lax in our Ritas Hashem very very lax and for sure there's a Gzeva against us. Now it's not going to come in Iqvazim Mashiach in the form of, of, of Antiochus or in the form of a space communism. It's going to come in the form of democracy. Democracy, freedom of religion, and all the freedoms that exist around the world, 
is the biggest enemy of Israel today. And that's how the Sultan is doing his job better than ever before in the history of the world. Hitler, your Maximus, wiped out six million Jews. Where did they go? They got eight. Democracy and all the freedoms I hear inside in Europe, inside in Israel, has been successful in upshmatting 98% of Kali's world. The vast, vast majority of Kali's world are Mechal Shabbos. The vast majority of Kali's world gets married to Goyim. 60 to 70% of all Jews that get married in the world get married to non-Jews. And what's the problem? The problem is no one's marriage. We don't feel there's any problem in the world. We feel it's cabalic. There's more pizza parlors around. There's more black kosher restaurants. There's more kosher Chinese food, Japanese food. What's the ability to go You got, it's cabalic. BMG is packed. Yeshiva's are packed. There's Madison Square Garden. See you, Mim. No one feels there's any problem. It's a machayid of this world. We have freedom of religion, we have all the gashmias and rufnias that's possible, we have shas on computers, ultra civil disorder, and no one feels there's a problem with Christ. So we don't even have that grammatical head-based tzorosim. There's no tzorosim here. We, we all dance, dance the freedom with the magic. No one feels anything. No one feels that anything wrong. And the fun and basim is a fatality to grow for in 1929, when there was the pogrom in Hebron, my father Oliver Shalom was there at the time, they, the Arabs came in one Friday night, Shabbos, and they, they shechted physically, they shechted literally, bottom in the yeshiva of Hebron. Pogrom, Many Americans were killed, people were wounded. And there was a big cry by Yitzhak about this program around the world. So Rabbi Rabbi writes it, it's printed, and he said it openly many times. He says it prostanished. He says that the Valdika tragedy, tremendous tragedy took place. Over a hundred people were killed by the Arabs in Pcheb, program, an uprising. And Avadi just had the Valdika tragedy. Where are they? These people that were killed in Gadim, they're sitting in Gadim. Avadim and Avton Shuvan, Avadim and Avton Shuvan, I can't understand the Kabbalah. Where is the Vayitzaku when hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of kids in Israel are being trained in the way of going? How come no one is making a example about that? How come no one feels concerned about the tens of thousands of kids going to schools? Was even before the Medina was made, before 48. This is in 29, there were some schools of Jewish schools where they were teaching kids not to follow the table. How come it doesn't affect anyone's, anyone's irrigation? No one feels bad about it. Everybody feels out is fine and good. If, if you're from, that's it. The rest of the world will go to power. That's where the Yetzirah, the Sultan, the Sidrach, the Kayachatuba is being matliach now more than ever before in the history of the world. Why is he being so matliach? Because Nishashmul Babindosa. Because we are back in our way. Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes in Adom, the Siddur. Chai Hashem, I swear by the Rebish's name, 
Halashim Shvua, that the mere existence of Klai Yitzvah today is a bigger nest to me than the Tzias Mitzrayim and all the Nisim that took place in the 40 years in the Midbar. A Klai Yitzvah should still exist after so many different movements. And to the house, the blizzard, our clients, well, those of Mamish, Nisim, and Eflois, Gluim. Fabiakar Emden wrote that a long time ago, before Hitler, Yamashimot, before communism. It's a Kalbachayma, Ben Benoish, Ben Benoish, Ben Benoish, or Kalbachayma, on the nest of Bismanazer, that there's Rumayim, that there's Bnei Teva, that there's a Lakewood, that there's Yeshiva, that there's Chadova. So, to place that we, when we exist today, we are existing as a mess. A mess. That we should exist. We are from the 2% of Klai Yisrael, was a home of Alsa, Shaykhaz, Mithetheva, Mithetishkaik, Mithetus. So 2%. So we are lucky. We are devoutly lucky. We are of the Pachem. We are, we are even connect. All the yeshivas and all the shuls and all the frumidim. Not of Siddish Shkiblach, not of Siddish Yeshivas, and Svalish Yeshivas, that's like how needs them in The vast majority in America and in Israel and in Europe are natural. So we have to be to be from. So the whole world basically is standing on us. We're the Pachem. Our job now is to make sure that we have Mesiras Nefesh, a certain amount of Mesiras Nefesh in order that we should be going over the Kaya Khatum in the world and be ready to be Makabo Pay Mashiach. That our job of Hanukkah is not just to eat donuts, latkes, and dance, and, 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 and have an outlet for all your frustrations. The topless of Hanukkah is to be Makabo upon yourself that you shouldn't be disrashed by Voidah. The Hanukkah came about, the sale of Hanukkah came about because you were last. You want to know how we relax? All you have to do is come to Davidin. You'll see what relax means. What makes this Rashi by Wigan? There's some book from here. And all of us, all about it, that command never made it with my Fishma this past year. Maybe since the Bar Mitzvah. Some book never said Pesukit is Zimra in their life. They say, go to Shoramah, if they wake up in time, Ashre, Ishtarba, and I look when you die in that way, you should know you're assured 100% that your tefillah will not be accepted. It might be yoyt's tefillah, but the effort, but your tefillah will not be accepted. That's a club. Psukim is zimra means psukim of zimra. Chazal tell us that zimra means pruning. Zoyme, that if you want that, the kaya shouldn't stop your tefillahs from being answered. Chazal will convey a psukim is zimra to break away all the other spoils your tefillah should be accepted. You gotta dive. That's the beginning of the Avodah. Today means that when it's rational and tefillah, when Avodah is learned, people people care what we have. You're gonna go home for Shabbos. How much time will you learn on each day that you're home? It's possible that the whole 24 hours will pass by without a drop of learning. So that's what Chanukah is all about to you. So in other words, the Greeks won the battle because there's more people there on Chanukah than there is any other time throughout the year. That's not the development, the kind of it that this does. We are the little bit that remains a Kleisville. You don't think about us as little because you say the yeshivas are packed, the entry is packed, you can't get a seat anywhere, all the shuls are packed, Chadurim are packed, out of nine yeshivas are packed, but it's a joke compared 
to Kleinsville as a unit. So you might say, it's not my business. Kleinsville is not my business. That's Abish's business. Then you're making a mistake. Kleinsville is your business. You say in davening, if you would ever say hoidu, you say tnu oiz leloikim, which means it's your apprise to give strength to the Rebishter. What do you mean you're going to give strength to the Rebishter? You have to do the mitzvahs with an apprise, not just for yourself, but for Kleinsville. So Hanukkah, each bocha, each ungumah, each person, each, each individual should make a kabbalah every single year on Hanukkah house and a strength in his avodah. This one will be makabal to come on time for that. This one will be makabal not to skip to the zimra. This one will be makabal for the first time in life to be mad to say Most of them here don't even know what it is. But I'm not trying to not just on you, but on everybody. Everybody in the female Pegasa is this Rashi We're involved in, in, in Gashmias, we're involved less and less in Ruchnias, and the Ruchnias that we are involved is just for social, social status. So our job is Manazet. Was das der schreckliche Zeit, und ich muss in der Meshicha, was der Koyachacha, der Sidracha, have a great Koyach is that we should be Moisarevish. If that family in Russia, the Meister, the end was that they ended up getting out of Russia and they ended up in Erzinsville, not the Meister. But, but the Meister, our job is that we should be Moisarevish to some degree for the table. About what was the Rabbi used to say, Misirat Nefesh means to give away your personal desires for the table. You want to sleep late? Wake up for the Amishna. You don't feel like being my Vesetra, be my Vesetra. You don't feel like staying the whole time in You don't feel like knowing what you're talking about. Get an English sitter, dive with an English sitter. Or an Yiddish sitter, or a Hebrew sitter, whatever your language is. You gotta show the Rebishter that you mean Yiddish guy seriously, or else the whole thing is a joke. And the Chasim Shol, that's what's the time right The Rebishter's own God to help that we should understand what Chanak is all about, and we should come to the Madrego in Machazak ourselves. Take away the Hisashos by Abuja, and with them, it preserves the Tibias that go from here to your main home.